0: W.R.K.S. Pickens-Jackson All systems go Live from the Whiskey 61 Lounge inside the Bank Plus Studio This is our order. Live in the studio It's the Out of Bounds Show with Lowbound. Bo Streaming live worldwide on the Out of Bounds Radio app And on your radio at ESPN 105.9 All set, let's go The Zone Good morning. Welcome in. We have the uh, prize wheel ready for 815 this morning. So if you want to win a cool prize or be a part of the fun and conversation, want to let you know to uh, schedule at 815. Watch the show on YouTube. Search Out of Bounds Sports or Facebook. Search the Out of Bounds Show. Good morning, welcome in. I'm your host, Bo Bounds. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone, ESPN, WRKS. We are powered by the Golden Moon Casino Sportsbook and presented by DancingRabbitGolf.com. DancingRabbitGolf.com to book a stay and play and enjoy the uh, the two golf courses, the Sportsbook and Philip M's, all at Pearl River Resort. Less than an hour from where I'm sitting right here on Highway 463 above Beagle Bagel. I've got uh, Blake Scott back after a three-week vacay, Vegas and uh, Europe. Although he says he does not know if Ireland really classifies as a European vacation. What do you do in the summer? We do Europe. European vacation, baby. Um... All right, we're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app in the zone 1059.com. You can hit us up like Gator Matt did in the uh, first hour yesterday on the Farm Bureau Insurance call-in line, 601-707-3750. Twitter handle, give us a follow on Twitter. Uh, We're pretty active on there. Blake says I need to be more active. I don't think I was active yesterday. We had a lot going on, but maybe I'll get back active uh, today. And Twitter, at Bow Bounce. That's where you solve all the world's problems. On Twitter, at Bo Bounce. Uh, everybody went from uh, COVID and uh, infectious disease experts to climate change experts it, on Twitter. It's amazing. Um, what else am I hitting? Oh, Mississippi Ag. It was Mississippi Ag. It's now Ag Up Equipment. Ag Up Equipment. Text okay. line is six zero one. 885-3776. 885-3776 Hit us up on the text line. Let us know what you're doing, what you think, and all that. I do want you I do want to let you know that the M Braves are in town and make your plans. We'll give away uh three pairs of tickets in the seven thirty segment today. Uh M Braves are here today, tomorrow, Friday Saturday, Sunday. They had Bark in the park last night. Uh, they'll have some bells and whistles tonight. Tomorrow, as you know, will be Thirsty Thursday. Thirsty Thursday at the M Braves ballpark in Pearl. And uh in fact I drove past there uh twice yesterday. How about that? I was in uh Rankin County in Pearl and uh Blake's favorite stomping grounds. And, uh, a Pat, let's see, I went by Miss sleep store, furniture, sound and communications, RPT commercial, uh, MAC hike and flow I mean, we've got all kinds of amazing. Um, Oh, Hey, fuel up at Fleetway
1: boom. Yeah.
0: Fleetway right there in dogwood. We have great clients in Rankin County. Live in the Bank Plus studio, the M Braves are here Wednesday through Sunday. We'll do the prize wheel at 8.15, and we'll have day bar two at 9.30 today. Mm-hmm. He'll do a preview, and then we'll hit on some of the college football playoff stuff. In other words, can we ever net out four teams that are all capable of winning it, and, and we as fans get two great semifinal games and a championship game.
1: But if I have eight teams in the playoffs, then eight teams can win it, Bo.
0: <sighs> yeah. You know, if you have eight teams and you just have more money. Yeah, there you go. That's why they're doing that. Or there 12.
1: So. Uh, it will be interesting to get his data on on that because we all have the eye t- test idea, right? Oh, yeah. X. Of course this many teams can be competitive if we have an eighteen playoff, right? Sure. We all know that. We we've watched enough football. Well, I
0: think for some teams it's just making it is like super cool and fun. Yeah. And so if like Ole Miss is is amazing one year, Mississippi State or South Carolina or Oklahoma State, you know, teams like that. Oklahoma's actually gonna trend more towards that. Tell It's gonna be a you know how it's been a rude awakening for Nebraska, Tennessee, Michigan. Yikes.
1: Penn State, maybe Penn State, even? Notre yeah. Dame
0: fans. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's still Notre Dame alums that are going to get together for coffee this morning in New York and Chicago
1: and consider themselves a the top five football.
0: Well, program. no, they they still can't believe that Brian Kelly left their program to go to LSU. It's true. I mean, it's 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 so easy to comprehend and wrap your
1: brain around if you're not in South Bend. Right? But yeah, yeah. but yeah.
0: they still believe, you know, in the 1972 Fighting Irish. Uh, but as as the paradigm shift hurt those programs, and helped Mississippi State and Ole Miss. By the way, that's why they've had more success since ninety one. There's a variety of reasons, but um, but TV is one of them. Because what do, what do we talk about? It democratized. Yeah. I, I use this analogy. I stole it, but whatever. Uh, Southwest Airlines democratized the skies in the eighties. Boom. It allowed small businesses to travel and people from middle class and below to travel, which is wonderful, and ESPN democratized college football.
1: What's that? You you mentioned it yesterday. State and Ole Miss get $60 million before they even strap on the helmets from the SEC network. Yeah. I mean, that's that is that number alone right there is worth more than what State or Ole Miss combined athletic departments were worth in 95. Yeah, there's not you a I mean? whisker's <laughs> worth of difference. There, there's a little
0: bit, but there's not a big whisker worth of difference. In Notre Dame football and MSU and Ole Miss football. Whereas in nineteen eighty three it the the divide yeah. They weren't even the same sport. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And so that that's where you are. Um, even though Notre Dame does recruit around eight or nine and Ole Miss around twenty and Mississippi State around twenty five, there's
1: just not that yeah. big of a difference. And you roll the ball out on um, almost every Saturday in a bigger environment and a more power or pressure pack environment in Startville and Oxford than you do in South Bend any day of the week at this point. Yeah. You know, I mean, who you get to play against and the games you play every year are are totally but, different.
0: And Notre Dame's schedule's so bad and they still haven't wrapped their brain around how a fracture schedule does not help their people follow them. Yeah. And um
1: no and, and get into
0: to their deal but I will say two things have happened to Notre Dame that have been a rude awakening for a former superpower. They're still a power, but they're not a superpower like Bama, Georgia, Ohio State, and and like Florida's going to be and, and Southern Cal. Um, or has been. How about that, Blake?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, two things happened. Kind of stole their manhood in the last five years. They played Georgia in their stadium and Georgia had more fans. Yeah. And I think that was a just sobering, humbling experience. Yeah. And then, two, Brian Kelly got up one morning and took a job where all the rednecks live. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and where the people that were better than live right here, Sunbelt. And and that those two sobering, you know, things that happened to them. Yeah. They'll, they they were not ever going to do it anyway. But they'll never recover.
1: No, you're right. It, here's a question too. Thinking, spinning off of this whole discussion that we've been having this week on the playoff and having eight teams and things like that. Are we heading to the point where a state and Ole Miss would rather go zero and one in the playoff than win a Sugar Bowl? Yes. See, and that's crazy. I mean, nobody me.
0: cared about the Sugar Bowl last year except Ole Miss. That's crazy. I to mean, me. they they played Baylor. Who? No, Baylor. People don't get into Baylor football. It was a third string quarterback. Yeah,
1: I'd rather win the Sugar Bowl than it's, lose a playoff game.
0: The, the Sugar Bowl in 1970, that idea. There's a no, like Notre Dame football. The idea of, of the Sugar Bowl in nineteen seventy seven compared to today. Think about who's played in the Sugar Bowl: Cincinnati, uh, like Boise and Oklahoma State, and some other. I mean, it, it's not nineteen seventy eight Sugar Bowl anymore. Far, that's a land far, far away. Did I just steal a Star Wars line this early? Big board next. The Big Boy. Out of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app. We'll uh, spin the prize wheel at 8.15. You'll have to watch the show on YouTube. Search Out of Bounds Sports. That's our channel on YouTube. Out of Bounds Sports YouTube. Or you can go to Facebook. Search the Out of Bounds Show. Is anybody up that went to Dave Matthews last night? I'm just curious. Um... Blake, have you, have you been to a Dave Matthews concert? I have. I have not been to a Dave Matthews concert. I saw him in 97 in the Pyramid. That's not the Pyramid anymore. It's now some big Bass Pro thing, um, which I haven't been to. But I did drive by on Thursday. Yeah. And maybe I did on Friday, too, but I can't
1: remember. Dave's got some bangers, no, I didn't but he's, he's not my uh, concert of choice. Okay.
0: uh, Dude. In '97, he was big. He's still big. Listen,
1: though. he's made a heck of a life for himself. Yeah,
0: hasn't he? He, well, he, he's, you know, as far as live, uh, touring, and and he's got that, gung ho group that love him. Yeah, uh, he's got
1: some, some really good songs. Um, he was good. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I hate that you haven't seen him. It's it's not like I choose not to. It's just not on my radar does that yeah. make sense like no, if someone like if you had been like hey boy here's tickets to dave matthews i would have theoretically maybe gone although <laughs> brandon's a far it's a long ways away so. <laughs> brandon's
0: a long way to oh uh, that's funny he and tim reynolds can throw down man no doubt so i will ask that question uh for the ag up equipment text line did you go to the brandon amphitheater last night and
1: uh Tiger Bait apparently Partake. Tiger Bait says Dave Matthews was amazing.
0: Awesome. Uh, The Ag Up Equipment text line is 601-885-3776. Our big board this morning is not brought to you by Dave Matthews Band. It's brought to you by Dr. Kirk Jeffries and Eye Care Professionals. Two locations on Lakeland Drive. One in Jackson. One in Flowood at Bell Mead. LASIK and Cataract Surgery. LASIK and Cataract Surgery. You want to go to I Care Professionals, Doctor Kirk Jeffries.
1: So we do have someone that went. Yeah, a couple people have texted in. I right. I love the guys who respond. Okay, remember when it was cool to hate Nickelback? Yeah, like and everybody was like, "Oh, they're the worst Jake band in the Bingham world." Jake made them popular yeah. here in the state. Yeah, and like my, you know, I was never like a Nickelback. Fan, I guess. Yeah, but, but I was you're a, a hater when it I was comes in, to things. But I wasn't a nickelback, you see that's my point is that I just had no it was whatever. It was you like were okay, sure. Yeah, I don't care enough. I loved it. A couple people were like, Yeah, great concert, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then one person is like, I'd rather have my head slammed in a door than go to a Dave Matthews. Like, would you though? Would you would you legitimately rather me slam I your head it in the when door? That
0: person comes out of the <laughs> gate that, you know, hardcore. Like, like like you're telling me, you'd rather me you know physically assault you. We call that a Jerry West. Yeah. After winning, after watching Winning Time, and and how the Lakers dynasty came to be under Jerry Buss and Magic Johnson, and and what a freak Jerry West is portrayed as. Yes, in that which you would love. I mean, they make him out to be an absolute maniac. Uh, that's where that guy is. He he just pulled a Jerry West on the Ag Up Equipment text line. Yeah, it's everything's extreme in 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 the drama series with Jerry West. Yeah, yeah. I mean he he can't. He just chases his tail the whole time, and everything's an f bomb. And that's incredible. Everything's super intense. Like he gets up and chews nails for breakfast. You know, I mean he ta- he tries to tackle a granite countertop
1: with his teeth. Did, did Jeff Jones tell a story about Dave Matthews eating ribs? He did. There you go. He did at Memphis and May on Friday. Yeah,
0: yeah. At Memphis and May on Friday. Somehow we got. Well, Jeff Jones goes every year in February to the two show. No, I think Dave may do more than that. Actually, he may do like four down in uh, Playa del Carmen, Cancun, whatever, yeah, Cosmel area. Yeah. And and Jeff has gone like five times, and he talked about how when he was here. Jeff knew somebody. I don't remember what happened, and he ended up cooking for him. And and that's a good gig. Dave Matthews smashed some of his ribs. There you go. I think that was a story.
1: I'm, I'm pretty sure. That's, pretty, that's, that's was, pretty good.
0: That was a long time ago. That was last Friday.
1: For <laughs> somebody me. just mentioned that that Jeff's story was good about oh, okay. about feeding. Well, that's how I knew it. The one
0: thing about Jeff Jones, and I'll give him credit, is uh, he understands how to come on a radio show and share stories like that and the fact that you know people enjoy that is is great um poison's coming to pearl river resort i heard july
1: 3rd the brett michaels the brett Michaels. um great 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 show for me growing up in like junior high high school was uh rock of love yeah. with brett michaels i
0: remember watching a couple of i think episodes. there were
1: three seasons if you want to safe, call it that. Safe to say he struggled to find his rock of love.
0: <laughs> that guy has some amazing stories.
1: Yeah. He had some ratchet women on that show. It was incredible. Yeah, it was. It was. I, one of the, his show and Waka Flocka's, not Waka Flocka, of um, Flame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. of Love. Watched a in, little bit of that. The fact that you watched both those shows is amazing. Well, Brett
0: Michaels, for me, when when Poison hit the late '80s, okay? oh, they were the bees, bees. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, mean, I grew up in the hairband time of Motley Crue. Yeah, and and Poison and all the even Van Halen, b- before. Yeah, um, and so at that time at the Jackson Coliseum, they were. I, this is probably hard for you to believe. They were catching all those bands.
1: Absolutely, Van yeah.
0: Halen. Metallica, Motley Crue, Guns N' Roses, Poison, White Snake, Great White. I mean the list goes on and on. So that that hair bands, we went to every one of those. I mean I lived in Bellhaven. I was 5 minutes from there. You cut right down Jefferson and you drove right into the parking yeah. lot right past Finian's. You know, if you're going the back way to Howland Mouse you know where I'm going. Where I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. No, that's I mean I used to ride my bike down there.
1: Brett Michaels was a superstar. Yeah. Yeah.
0: He was a superstar. C.C. did. Yeah. No, Deville. legitimately. Well, see, you have to understand this. That was back when MTV could actually capture an audience prior to all of our fractured split brains going in 9,000 different directions. Yeah. So those bands could make videos, and people actually watched them.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brent. Rock of Love was a fantastic show for me growing up. Tommy
0: Anaheim says, remember... The Monsters of Rock concert back in the day, I do. Uh, Michigan Steve, saw Brett Michaels at the dock. Awesome. Michigan Steve's bringing it. I like it. He gave us some props yesterday, too, which was very kind of him. He's been listening for years. You know, we've kind of converted him a little bit. Um, A Big Ten guy with heavy SEC. Um, out he, of bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. What, he
1: just wanted good football. So oh, good. wow.
0: Hey, here's what he said yesterday on the Ag Up Equipment text line. Uh, hey, I also want – I can't tell you guys enough how awesome Luganville, uh, Palazzolo, detillier Bartu are. To think we have them in a little market in Jackson, Mississippi, regu- regularly is incredible. The information they impart every time is something you can't get anywhere. detillier is about my age, uh, 60-ish. And when he starts to talk about those 70 moments that he alludes to, like Hank Stram uh, today, are always golden. Thanks again. Michigan Steve, we appreciate you listening. Hey, CWR is well, uh, weighing in. He won the Corona bar light, bar sign. That man will not receive a better gift this year. Than that Corona sign that he got for Cinco de Mayo, um, that's true too. Brett Michaels can't tell some of the stories because the statute of limitations hasn't run yet. We're live in the Bank Plus Studio. Show is brought to you by Dr. Kirk Jeffries, Eye Care Professionals. Dr. Kirk Jeffries, you want to go to Eye Care Professionals, LASIK and Cataract Surgery. Presented by Dr. Kirk Jeffries and Eye Care Professionals, two locations on Lakeland Drive. Right down from Smith, Wilson, and Jackson Flow Flowood, Fell Mead. Prize will at 815, SEC Insider Hit coming up next. Good morning. Welcome in to all you crazy people. Hey, guys. Listen up. This is the SEC Insider Hit. Powered by Miss Kelly Furniture. Mississippi's number one. Number one sleep store. Uh, let me recommend it again. The, uh, the show, Winning Time, on the Los Angeles Lakers and Magic Johnson. And Dr. Jerry Buss, the rise of the Lakers dynasty, is worth your time. It's a drama series, and it is excellent. John C. Klein is amazing. As Dr. Jerry Buss. Um, Dr. Jerry Buss would be in jail today. But the uh, it just gives you a behind-the-scenes look on how the Lakers uh, became the number one franchise in the NBA uh, by far and away and up there with the Cowboys and the Yankees. It's incredible. Uh, Jerry, uh, like so many men and women, leveraged everything he had. Uh, I mean, he was already super duper wealthy and put it all on the line. And the bank was calling and things were in disarray and they were going through coaches. But they had two things. Two things going for them. That's really, you know, it's probably come pretty simple in life. Uh, you don't have, I think people think you have to have 16, 23 things going on or your way. But uh, they had two things, Blake Mania. They had Dr. Jerry Buss's will and Vision, and they had a guy named Magic Johnson. And those two together made history. And no no doubt they had some other pieces, Jerry West, Kareem, eventually James Worthy, and so on, many other things. But uh, Dr. Jerry Buss had the vision to make it entertainment, not just a game. And Magic Johnson's one of the top... Three or four players of all time, and um, we had never seen anything like that. Six nine point guard. So there you go. It's good. Uh, it's worth. I think uh, your time. It it's it keeps you going. It's fast paced. There's a lot going on, and uh, it's pretty amazing. Winning time, the rise of the Lakers dynasty, and uh, John C. Riley is unbelievable as an actor. Uh, he's Jer- he's Doctor Jerry Bus in the drama series, and then uh, Quincy Isaiah is Magic Johnson, and I didn't know who this guy was, Blake May, but uh, Jason Clark plays Jerry West, and Jerry West is an absolute train wreck, the logo as you know him today, uh, but Jerry West is is a train wreck in the drama series, so it's it's really really well done. Now y'all do know. Most of you do know this guy's name. Um, Adrian Brody plays Pat Riley. And Pat Riley is their radio guy when the drama series starts. He's their color uh, analyst. Isn't that funny? It is funny. He, he, you know, he had played at Kentucky and with the Lakers, and he had tried to, he he did not want to be a coach because he did not like Adolph Rupp at Kentucky, and he did not really like his father. And it's uh, – I've read the book on Pat Riley because I'm pretty upset. Obs- he's just uh, – look what the Miami Heat may do right now. I mean, they may win another t- – time. this this man never stops winning from from the Lakers to the Knicks to
1: to the Heat. And the fact that they cycled LeBron in and out and yeah. still won before and, and after him. And,
0: and he was able to anyway, – I know y'all don't <laughs> really follow the NBA right now, but, I mean, they're in the Final Four, okay? The point is this. Uh, Adrian Brody as Pat Riley is – Really good. I mean, these are big-time actors. Um, And there's others. Gabby Hoffman is great, uh, too, in it. So it's one after another. It's very well done. Wonderful, wonderful artists slash actors and actresses. And it's called Winning Time, the rise of the Lakers dynasty. For me, it got me hooked on basketball. Uh, As a kid, I was a basketball junkie. I lived it, breathed it. I, I loved college basketball. And the Lakers Celtics, I grew up on that eventually the pistons and eventually mj but um magic johnson dr jerry bus and the nba was dead kind of dead oh one other guy that they they kind of spotlight highlight in it i think that you'll get a kick out of he's one of my favorite players i caught the tail end of his career but he did win it in 82 um and that's dr j
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and it's pretty cool Dr. J talking to Magic, you know, about life in the NBA. Um, So there's some big names. Magic. Everybody knows. Everybody in America, when you say Magic, people know it's Magic Johnson. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, of course, Dr. Jerry Buss, legendary owner. uh, Just look. He pushed all his chips into the middle of the table of his real estate empire slash his mom's. And and no, his. And and pushed it all in and then leveraged everything, was broke, and then turned the Lakers into a franchise that's worth five billion dollars today. Um, so you can check that out. Out of bounds, ESPN one oh five nine The Zone, the SEC Insider hit is brought to you by Muskeley Sleep Store and the purple mattress from Muskeley Sleep Store. Check it out today at any of their seven locations. American Mate. Instantly adapts to your body and does not trap heat. The purple
1: mattress at Moskelly Sleep Store. Blake? So, you watching this uh, Doc series, which I've been meaning to get but haven't gotten to yet, that plus the Jordan one, which we remember from COVID when they dropped that 10 part series. Yes. Uh, which was just incredible. I think about that one. I think about the Madden documentary through NFL Films. And I think about this, and it makes me ask this question: What? And I'll bring. We'll bring it local. What SEC story, whether it's in football or baseball or basketball, what SEC story or moment in history do you wish you could get a behind-the-scenes tell-all documentary or docu-series of? So I think about a couple of okay. them off the top of my head. I want to get your thoughts. I'd love to see Bear Bryant. Yeah, because.
0: There was so much going on during that time.
1: So you just like a nice little like synopsis of the Bear Bryant era. Of oh, Alabama. I'd like a
0: deep dive like this. Yeah, that's I mean, what I mean. Yeah, yeah, this this is, you know, this is well done.
1: Okay, his, his start and his these, finish. These are yeah. amazing
0: writers and producers and directors. look, they didn't just, they didn't half-ass this thing, Blake. I mean, it's no, on HBO yeah. Max, one hundred percent. Well, I just read. Look, look, look at the actors who said yes to this. I mean, they, they can do other things that they make more money in. Um, I mean, HBO has produced some of the best work in the last 40 years that we've watched mm-hmm. on TV. Now, some people thought they lost their fastball with with Netflix coming uh, to the stage. That may or may not be true, but HBO is still producing some good work. Uh, they were the Netflix before net, before we got all hot and bothered with Netflix. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'd go Bear Bryant.
1: All right, I like that That, one. that story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I immediately think Spur- of one in state, the Hugh Freeze era. Yeah, like a deep dive behind the scenes. He His was rise. running. You know how
0: we talk about how Phil Mickelson is running hot? Freeze ran at a million miles an hour. It's remarkable all the things that he that he was producing on the field at a super high level.
1: hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Producing in the recruiting trail, on the recruiting trail at a super high level. Even
1: higher level than on the field, arguably.
0: And. Running with that many alums, and then some of the other things going on, I think a deep dive in the Hugh Freeze era would be incredible. I talked to someone, you know, who played golf with him during that time, who actually had some common sense about it. You know, a lot of the fans at that time lost their minds over it because it was so much fun, and because he was his relatability factor, right, with Mississippi people, and you know, yeah. the religion. Stop. I mean, it was a perfect I mean, storm. Yeah, it was, it a, was perfect a perfect storm, storm yeah. for the South, the Sun Belt, football. I mean, and a program that we was incorporate, to, you know, prayer, and religion, and football, and yeah. all, you know, all a that A program
1: stuff. that's great at, at getting hyped up about things and yes. needed something to be excited Why? about.
0: because there hadn't been a lot to be excited yeah. about. I mean, Houston had two good years and then two terrible years. So, yeah. But a guy played golf with him in the heat of, in the heart of the 14-15 season where Hugh was at... His peak. His peak. Yeah. Okay. And... He's an Ole Miss guy, but he actually understood the deal, and he was like, hey, I don't know how he did it.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I don't know how, how he uh, even kept it on the road as long as they yeah. did. Yeah. I mean, he, he was
0: he was wearing it. He was working 20 hours. A, well, yeah. he was doing a lot of things They talk about his day. phone.
1: I mean, he just was Two on Two phones. A, he was on the this phone guy constantly. Yeah. Constantly. And he's very
0: good at He's super talented.
1: Yeah, clearly.
0: I mean, he would be the best. I mean, he would be great. He would be unbelievable at Auburn right now. Yeah. He would be unbelievable at Miami right now. If he, he would be a, unbelievable
1: at Florida State right if now. If He had someone who could keep him from going too far into he the He would be better than lane. Jimbo at AM right now.
0: Yeah. If he again, if he can keep it between the ditches, which I think now he can. Yeah. Uh South Carolina, God, he'd be a massive upgrade.
1: You know, we could go through Of course. Yeah. The Some are so, obvious summer yeah. Yeah. So so I think the free because that would also incorporate his juxtaposition in Dan Mullen, which would be an interesting the way those two kind of pitted against each other. Yes. And and, and the rivalry. And, and how different and, they were. Yeah. Oh, I think it would you be know, an amazing story. The Ole Miss
0: side wore out the fact that Dan was from the north and Freeze was one of them, although he went to Southern Miss, drove right past the Ole Miss campus for four years because he didn't think he fit there. Yeah. And, and in the grand scheme of things, Dan was more red wine and, and 30A and yes. had traveled all over and Megan – is attractive and, and, uh, was on the golf channel and all that. I mean, freeze is, is you know, Huckleberry Finn. Yeah. Right. And so, th- yeah, that, that is, and by the way, Dan would be in this doc. That's my point. It was a drama so series. It would be so good with you freeze along with, I mean, Sabin would be there because you would have to do a, an episode on Sabin as a madman losing to Freeze twice. Yeah,
1: and the ripple effect that it had on Kiffin being there. Right. You know, that's why he went that route, right. basically, was he said, okay, well, if I can't, if this is going to beat me, well, then we'll just do what you're doing, but do it better. And Freeze better players.
0: caught Bama in the transition of changing their offense. They didn't have the quarterback at that Correct. time, and he took Correct. advantage of it. Correct.
1: What would a few have done against Alabama they, now, right? It, it would have been totally different.
0: Bama had a bunch of statues on their team, right, guys that, that played quarterback like 1988. And that's what, that's what Saban wanted. A guy that may could complete a pass every now and then, but for the most part, handed the football off. Greg McElroy. I mean, nobody stayed up late worrying about Greg McElroy. No. Or, uh, Jacob or Jake Coker, whatever yeah, his name was, yeah. Coker and, and whoever Blake else. Sims, Bateman, and all these guys that they yeah. threw out there. Yeah,
1: no, I'm with you 100.
0: So that, that one would be pretty amazing. I think another one in state would be the. There's been some stuff work done on the Swag, but Jerry Rice, W.C. Ooh. Gordon, Walter Payton, Ooh. Jackie Slater, uh, Archie Cooley, uh, Mario Kasem, um the rise
1: and fall of the Swag, the rise and fall of the Swag. That would be amazing. Yeah, from the peak of when they were putting out Hall of Famers in the NFL to yes what happened and right? now
0: they're trying to resurrect yeah through deon sanders eddie george hugh jackson and people are wondering how much runway is there what's going to happen when they leave yeah. how much can you build it up can you what, sustain what it, level
1: can you keep it at exactly? right
0: i mean deon's i think going to talk himself into and deservedly so so far a Either good G5 job or P5. Who knows? Auburn may pick Deion Sanders over Hugh Freeze Goodness, would in be, November. Yeah, that would that be, would be it, great for us. I mean, I'd, I'll take either one because they're
1: both so darn interesting. Yeah. So that's another one. That would be a really good one. Obviously, it would center around Jackson, I too. think the
0: Jackie Sherrill, uh, a Jackie Sherrill drama series would be amazing behind the scenes, taking a super-duper losing program and a yeah. fan base that had was so passive and apathetic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and how much Ole Miss people hated him for winning, Yeah, um, that that would be yeah. unbelievable. Cheryl in the 90s all the way through the Johanna Meyer, Xena Reb, NCAA yeah. stuff. Even,
1: even to the fall, absolutely. Uh, it would from, be amazing. from the first year of castration of the bull. All the way to when he's to being run out of town, run yeah. out of, to winning yeah. the SEC West,
0: which nobody ever thought that MSU could do. Yeah, to driving them to a Cotton Bowl, he which had people a, never thought that MSU would play in a in a another new. They hadn't
1: played in one since like 1941. He had a lot of Jimbo Fisher in him. I mean, he was he had a lot of this kind of um, Cajones out. I'm I'm a Texas boy. I'm gonna do what I want. I know he wasn't a Texas, but like he, right. he just came off that way of like I'm here. Here's what I'm doing. Get on board or get out of the way. Well, and he wasn't, he,
0: he, he, the reason why he made, he didn't, he wasn't enamored or think anything of Ole Miss because he went to Bama. He played under Bear Bryant. Yeah. He won two national championships.
1: He He was an all SEC player. He had the Ryan Fowler approach. Y'all have Bama arrogance with the Vanderbilt trophy. Yeah. He was like, what are you, I'm not scared of this. So
0: his, his, those first couple of press conferences were like, he didn't, he didn't care. He had played for Paul Bear Bryant. Yeah.
1: And he had he had done things at Pitt and A and M like again he had been at places where and I know Pitt's not a high ranking place but like he had he had won well at that time they were yeah he had won at it a not. level that State and Ole Miss weren't winning at right so it was like he for him it was not a big deal yeah and Absolutely. he had coached at A and M beat Texas five times that's I, why they ran him that's out. what I'm saying like it, he he had done things that he's so I'm sorry five a, times in a row nothing, I think it was yeah. maybe
0: four but uh, you're not allowed to do that in Texas obviously the Texas boosters made sure to. To get him yeah. out of the the
1: state, um, you know, I'd I'd love to see uh and this would be such a niche one. Obviously, I think Dave Whitney at Alcorn State. There's some unbelievable stories. Yeah, I'd love to see a story on what's his name
0: that was on Afternoon Drive. He he did a do, he did a couple of docu series. Uh, Wiener, yes, John John Wiener. John Wiener, John Wiener. John did some good work. Um, you just need a ton of money. Correct. And his South Panola stuff. If you had another. Million dollars to you to really, really yeah. get after the he he did something on Mississippi Veterans Memorial Stadium which included John all bond. of what we just went over yeah the SWAC players bond forcade yeah. Reggie all the teams Again, that Bo Jackson played there Paul Bear Bryant coached there it's
1: just hard to make money off that so Notre you gotta, Dame
0: played there yeah but if you had unlimited resources he did a good job with what he had he and his brother his brother went to Stanford by the way I think he. Majored in some kind of broadcast ger- journalism. But anyway, um, the South, if you had enough money to really do the South Panola thing from mm-hmm. like 1990, mm-hmm. 90, from from Deshaye Townsend and Dwayne Rudd
1: to the stretch all the way to when Tyler to Russell about beat them
0: eight years ago, nine years ago, yeah. 10 years ago.
1: I think about the Tyler Russell, win- and that's like that. That was snap. the last, that was, that the was their kind of last. Uh, yeah. Run. They've been good after that but not great. Yeah. Yeah. I think one story that would be amazing too and obviously be slightly more niche but I'd love to see something on the on college baseball in Mississippi and what happened between when Polk got things started at the beginning to then the lull of the 90s into the Bianco Polk to Cohen all the way up to this point like the two thousands to me in Mississippi College baseball would be so interesting because everything was built one way for forty years, and then all of a sudden Bianco gets hired and things just good flip. One. And the storyline of him dominating Ron Polk too, of of really elevating Ole Miss to a place where they were ahead of Mississippi State in in baseball. Sure. for four or five, maybe even six years. No, I think you're right. I think. And then the the
0: the, the Eight I, year, it was about an eight year
1: stretch. 03 like, to 10. Yeah. I mean, really, that's the run it's 03 to when Cohen gets running about 10.
0: Cohen's third year was the super regional against Florida. Yep. He turned it, which
1: they didn't really have any business being in, to no. be honest with John
0: you. John and Butch Thompson. That team was very and, undermanned. Uh, Lane Burroughs, who's yes. at La Tech, are just very, yeah. are really, so, really good for baseball nerds
1: For the baseball nerds out there who I know some are struggling right now with, with the way the season has gone. To me, that would be so interesting because we've always talked about Polk in a certain way. I think Bianco will never get the whole you started it because I get that Polk was beforehand. But what he did at Ole Miss, arguably just as impactful. But it was a modernized approach. It was just as impactful as what Polk did
0: at Mississippi State. Well, because it made MSU fans... Had to reevaluate themselves. Well, they also should thank... Kind of like Ole Miss fans should thank Jackie Sherrill. MSU fans, because Ole Miss had rested on their laurels from from 47 to 72. Correct. Okay. And then Jackie shook the thing. Okay. And he was a disruptor in the state. And
1: Mike Bianco was a disruptor for Mississippi State baseball. Absolutely. I mean, I remember at one point he won like five straight Governor's Cups. at And I think it was the Mayor's It was a combo. At the time. Or Mayor, yeah. Yeah. I mean he was I remember he was they were shellacking Mississippi State left and right every year. It, uh they were so much more talented. Well, they looked like an MLB team while Mississippi yeah. State looked like a T ball team yeah. for four or five seasons.
0: Yeah. And so I, I think mean, Mississippi State's program at that time in O three, four, five, which you're referencing, so was bad. run like nineteen seventy seven. So
1: Mike Bianco and Dan McDonald were running it like it was that time. Yes. And so I think it would be really interesting to see kind of where things were going into the you know, coming out of the Pat McMahon era of Mississippi State and into the two thousands with Ron two and what Bianco was building while Mississippi State was going backwards and then by virtue of that, then what Cohen built out of that. Yeah. And obviously culminating in the national title and things like that. But you could do that 20 year run. I think it would be an amazing story. I, I agree. We're not quite as big as what we just went over. Well, it's a smaller audience. Yeah. I understand. But it would be very Cheryl interesting. And Free-
0: the Cheryl drama series and the Freeze drama series. Yeah. Maybe you just
1: do the Egg Bowl from 90 to 2020. Yeah. And you do the 30 year run of what we call modern Egg Bowl history. That's true. That would be the that would be the story. When they moved it out of Jackson.
0: Yeah. On campus in 91.
1: I think you start It happened
0: there. to be Cheryl's first year. Oh, it lines up perfectly, yeah, for a great story. Who knew that we we would get Tuberville in 95, and then the rest is history with, like you said, Freeze and Mullen, well, think to cap of the it coaches,
1: off. You Think of the individual stories within that. If you did a 30-year... Like, and, of course, Eli and Dak would be such big... They would yeah. be but so several would, episodes. But so would Orgeron. Absolutely. So would Croom. Slo- I mean, Croom would... For, for the good and Groundbreaking, bad Groundbreaking. Yes. Right? And also... First program, black coach hired in the SEC in football. Also program crippling that they kept him as long as they did. So, I mean, see, there's... I think it would be very interesting because you can find probably good and bad for all the coaches who came through. Yeah. And it would be interesting to see some of the behind-the-scenes good and bad of coaches that we aren't... We know about what Orgeron did that was crazy, but there were some things that he did that set up Houston Nutt to win.
0: He left him with a good roster. So
1: there's things that I think that would uncover... Over the 30-year history for both programs. Yeah. That you'd go, holy cow, I was in the thick of it and I didn't know that. Yeah. You know, I didn't see that. I never heard that.
0: Rocky Felker left Jackie Sherrill and Jackie gave him credit. Even though Rocky was young and didn't have the support from his athletic director or fan base. And Cheryl could overcome that. Uh, Felker left Sherrill... And, and you didn't really know it back then, right? Because recruiting was so unsophisticated and rural and country bumpkin, yeah, regionalized, yeah. for sure, yeah. Uh, but but Cheryl talks about the players that he walked in. Yeah. He that he just needed to get the culture and the the thing right. Yeah, uh,
1: that's a great point. Well, and how about the 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 interesting similarities and dichotomy of Cheryl's approach to the transfer portal of the age, which was Juco. Sure. And what Kiffin's now trying to accomplish in the modernized Abs- transfer there's portal a, at Ole Miss. It, there's a lot of similarities. Absolutely. And I think uncovering and diving into the depths of that would be very interesting. Yes, it would. Juco recruiting? Yeah. Oh my God. It, especially Juco recruiting in the 90s. Let's go ahead and make sure we've got, you know, a
0: 12-pack of yeah. Dos Equis and, you know, a bunch of good Dude, food, but- a bunch of wings, and let's just sit down for six hours and watch... Juco recruiting by Jackie Sherrill, Billy Brewer and Tommy Tuberville. As
1: much as it fell apart on him at the end, I'd argue that Jackie was in infinitely more successful than anyone could have imagined with that approach in Wars.
0: Brad Edwards with ESPN said what Sherrill did for MSU is statistically unbelievable.
1: hitting on that many Juco kids is, is seems improbable. I just don't I, I'm not sure people understand how
0: terrible a football program it was. Uh, I yeah Jackie Sherrill, Hugh Freeze. Holy moly. That'd be awesome. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, brought to you by the Purple Mattress from the Skelly Sleep Store. Seven locations. Check it out today. Never, ever, ever in the history of the mattress world has there been a mattress like this and the technology that it brings to the table. Check one out today at any of the Miskelly locations. Good morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show. This is ESPN 1059 The Zone. We're giving away some M Braves tickets coming up next. And we got the prize will at 815.